Hi, Roses. Um, I wanted to come to you today on a solo cast. Uh, I don't have anyone to actually interview today. I've just been thinking about a topic really for a very, very, very long time. I've actually been thinking about this topic even before I got into the season about motherhood. Um, it's something that's so strong and close to my heart um, that I wanted to talk about this today. So this won't be a very long podcast. It's a solo podcast, but I definitely want to get this information out there definitely in this season of motherhood because what I'm about to talk about today, um, essentially also on top of the things that I went through in Indiana to come down here um, to my new city of New Orleans, uh, this was something that was close to my heart, really opened my eyes that I needed a new start and I just wanted to, um, I wanted to be in a different space, not only physically, not only in the environment, but a space as a mother. So today what I'm gonna talk about is basically raising children with the, with intent. Raising children with intent within the African-American culture or community. And the reason I wanna talk about this is a couple of reasons. Uh, I just noticed raising my children and thinking about the way that I was raised. You know, as you raise children um, and you become a parent or a mother or a father, what tends to happen, and this may not be known to people who do not have children, but when you raise your children, it's almost like, and you've probably heard the saying, you know, I'm becoming my mother or I'm becoming my father. So you tend to look back at the way your parents raised you and that's a model in, in, in a, a certain way. And God bless people who, who weren't raised by their parents and become good parents. God bless you. But that's what I tend to do when I need to discipline my children or if there's something that's bothering my children or I'm going through something as a mother, you know, I tend to think about my childhood and my mom. So I had a model and you tend to pick up good things, you know, as you grow up into an adult and you pick up bad things from your childhood. And I'm going to talk about a story uh, of a, a co-worker that I had in the past and she, me and her got along, but then she was kind of like a friend of me. I hate to say that, but, uh, you know, I, there were qualities about her that I liked. And then there was qualities about her I disliked. And we would talk, you know, on our good days. And so because we were kind of like the only ones in the office, it was me and her running this office when I stayed in Indianapolis. And she was a twin and she was raised by a single mom because her father died when her and her twin was about five or six years old and this story will stay with me forever it you know when I listen to stories and they touch my heart they just tend to just stay with me and it's it's funny because she said that her father unfortunately had passed away that he had gotten sick and she remembers when he died that they kind of went past her in the hallway with her father's body and so it was something that was traumatic to her, but she was super young, so she really couldn't absorb it and she couldn't express her feelings. And she told me that her mother had a conversation with her teacher about her and her brother, that their father had passed away and that she gave them little rocks, two little cute rocks, nice rocks, to, two, just two, one for each twin, to put in their pocket. And she told the teacher if you see my child pull out this rock out of their pocket, please call me or give them time or pull them out because they're thinking about their dad. 
So I thought about that story. And when she told me that, I think later on, I don't think it was in the moment that she told me, but I literally like stopped in my tracks and tears literally came down my face. Because I was raised by a very strong woman, a good woman, my mom. Like, I love her. We're almost like the same person, just different generations. However, there, she was emotional towards me. She told me she loved me all the time. She hugged me. But she had a very, or and she still has, a very complicated relationship with my father, who's an alcoholic. And children who are who grow up in a home with an alcoholic understands that there's a lot of emotional trauma that goes on uh, both of my parents I love them to death and they love me they they were never abusive towards me or anything like that but I do have to say from hearing that story I do feel that there was a missing link growing up on an emotional side because my mother was always preoccupied mentally and emotionally over my father And I feel like maybe out of everything, that's something that I lacked with my mom in our relationship was this emotional um, bond. Even though she told me she loved me and I felt her love, I just felt it just wasn't on that level from that story of how she was in tune with her children and their emotional being. Because I feel going through the relationship, my mom and dad growing up in their marriage, that our emotions was pushed to the side as long as we were taken care of as long as we had our clothes on our back as long as we had food on the table as long as the lights were on in the house um you know she thought we were fine but there was still another level to it so you know and 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 you know you hear stories all the time my mother never told me i love you my father there's an emotional side to children that we as parents really need to pay attention to so that's one thing I feel that story really stuck with me. And when I was going through my situation with my husband, I said, you know what? I want to be a different mother than what, how I was mother. I want my kids to know that I love them and that I look them in their eye and that I, you know, because when there was times me and my husband were into our arguments, I do feel that I was so into that argument that I did not care that the kids were around. You know, I just had to get those words out to him. And that is not the way I want my children to be raised. That is not the model that I want to leave for my children to look back on when they're an adult and having children. I want them to be emotionally uh, aware of the things that are going on in their life with their children. So there's also another story of um, things that I probably noticed growing up and going to college. I had a roommate. And I noticed that she, you know, I would tend to relax. I would go to school. I would go to class. Then I would go back to the dorm in Chicago with my, you know, my roommate. It'd be evening time. And I would flip. I had my little TV in front of me and I would flip the TV on to relax and just kind of watch TV. I think like America's Next Top Model was like one of my favorite shows in college. And uh, yeah, she kind of would sit at her computer and she would just be tapping away at her laptop and you know, with the TV being in the room, she couldn't help but notice some of the storylines that would come through. And then she'll come sit on my bed. And she said, you know, I didn't have a TV growing up. You know, we really didn't watch TV. You know, my mom made me read books. And, you know, we took trips. And um, that just wasn't our lifestyle is to sit down and watch TV. And I really think that that's cultural. Um, you know, there's there's probably 
different cultures that and she was Caucasian she was white you know and I'm sure there's plenty of families that are white and watch TV but what I I took from that um, conversation relationship whatever that was in college with uh, my roommate it's just cultural you know my mom and dad you know they had to work to provide for us and times there were times in the summertime that I was like the caregiver of my younger brother and sister um and in the black community is kind of like that the latchkey kids and you know once school's over with that education piece stop and it's time for you to watch your brother or sister or you know it's time to clean up or there's really no trips that are taken in the summertime so raising children with intent what I'm trying to bring out is culturally we need to understand that once they're done with school at the end of the day we still need to continue to teach our children um you know take every opportunity in the car if it's quiet to ask them how their day was play a game of uh you know I see something uh, you know, and point something out and describe it and see if they can find it. Or, or if you're out for dinner, um, if it's quiet in the house and you notice that there's not a lot of conversation, just try to f- take every moment and opportunity to teach your children and also relax and Netflix and do those fun things. But try to always raise your children with intent and emotion, um, not just survival mode, because in college, I actually learned about um, Maslow hierarchy of needs, which made a lot of sense to me. And it probably would make sense to you if I explained it. But there was this triangle. And at the bottom of the triangle, it was like divided into like eight different sections. And the very bottom section is psychological needs. And then it would go up from there to safety and then belonging and love and then esteem and then cognitively needs and then aesthetic needs and then self-actualization. And I feel in the African-American community, what ends up happening when I observe it and being within the culture, there's always this survival mode. Like we have to get the money, we have to go to work and we have to provide for our kids and we don't have the savings account and the money in there and the 401k and the stocks and bonds. So I have to be in this survival mode with my family and my kids need to stay home in the summertime and watch each other. And no, we need to level up. We are at a point in time in history where african-american women are the fastest growing demographic of entrepreneurs we are learning to make our own money we are learning uh, we are getting our bachelor's degree we are owning businesses we are making our own money Uh, so money is always going to be an issue but money should be something to help us live it should not be the only and sole reason to survive and live So with those hierarchy of needs, psychological needs, basically breathing, food, water, sex, sleep, those are those basic needs that we need as a human being. And then moving up the triangle, safety, like security of your body, employment, resources. So that's kind of where we tend to be as African-Americans. And also the next level is like belonging and love, Um, like sexual intimacy, like that's going into a different area, not only just sex, but just sexual intimacy to have a partner um, that 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 you can be very intimate with, not just that sexual act, um, friendship, family, all of that is in belonging and love. Um, esteem needs, self-esteem, confidence, respect of others and by others, cognitively, aesthetic, the beauty, art, 
museums, the galleries, everything that's aesthetically pleasing to our eyes and our body, um, you know, that's another level. And then self-actualization, like morality and creativity and acceptance of facts. Um, and then the, the very last um, part, the tip of the, the triangle um, is transcendent, the very highest level of the triangle. So we, we tend to stay in that lower level as parents in the African-American community, you know, to survive and to take care of our children. But why not level up in that Maslow's hierarchy of needs and level up in our parenting? Let's get closer. Let's get in, in, intimate with our children and not in a sexual way, but to understand them and their emotions and how they feel. And I really feel strongly about this to the point this is another reason why I had to change my environment because, and really I chose New Orleans because it's a very creative place. There's a lot of murals and a lot of um, artistic graffiti in the city is very artistically and creatively um, beautiful to me. And I wanted to raise my children in a culture that accepts them as being black children. Uh, me and their father recently had a conversation and he's like, hey, I want Andrew's hair to be cut. You know, I just like it short and low and cut and a fade. And I said, well, down here culturally, you know, they're growing their hair out naturally, you know, and, and they'll twist it up. And he's like, I don't care what the culture is down there. I want my hair, son, uh, my hair, the, my son's hair cut short. But my son literally asked me, mom, can I grow my hair out? And I want to color my hair. And this is a tough decision because we're parents and I don't want to X him out as a parent. But I do feel like my son is trying to artistically express himself. And if that's what he wants to do, that is what I'm going to let him do. It's so minor. It's just hair. I went through this whole grueling year about hair and straight, straightening my hair and, and, and wigs or weaves or whatever. And I just chopped it off. And it'll grow back. And it's growing back curly right now. And my son is feeling that as well. He feels he wants to wear his hair. He wants to grow it out. Um, he wants to color it and try maybe some color. I don't know if I'm going to do that. But he's showing that he's trying to be creative about himself. So that is something as well that you could do as far as parenting with intent. Figuring out, you know, what, what, what do my children like? Does my daughter like makeup? Maybe she could be a makeup artist, which my daughter did. Jayla, she likes to dance. I put her into the dance team. She's very athletic. You know, we thought gymnastics, but she's liking dance. Andrew is very, he, he, I don't know if people remember the sidekick to Puff Daddy or P. Diddy, but the Bentley guy, I always picture my son, um, he's very, like he could, he can change his clothes two or three times a day. Uh, if I if I cuff his pants a certain way and he doesn't like it, he lets me know. So I know that he's very picky about his dress and his demeanor. And um, and then Aiden, he's my wild child. He's the last child. You know, he speaks up very loudly when he's around his brothers and sisters to be heard. But when I dropped him off in pre-K, he was a little nervous. He hugged mom five times. He wanted to make sure that he knew that I loved him and and I and I knew that he loved me. So, you know, he has a soft side as well, even though he seems like this wild child. So pick up those little small things and nuances about your children. And I'm just asking during this season and during this podcast, this is one of the 
uh, most important messages that I want to get out there as far as our culture is to parent and mother and father your children with intent. Not just survival, not just discipline, with intent in your brain. How do you want to raise your kids? Plan it out. Wake up early in the morning. Think about it. How do you want your life to go? Because remember, I've quoted this before. Life is not about finding yourself. It's about creating yourself. And a part of the creating my life for me is to parent my children with intent. So that's the end of this podcast. I've definitely wanted to get that out there in the world into the ears of my roses. I want to thank you for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.